Real conversations, real women, real stories. Here, you can listen to a collection of stories from women just like you, sharing moments that change their life. We believe that all stories should be celebrated, whether they are the happiest moments of your life, moments that left you feeling lost, or moments where you healed yourself again and again. We are here for all of it. Heal, grow, and connect with us. Welcome to the This Is We podcast. So I am very, very excited to have our next guest here with us. Before we actually hopped on to this episode inside of This Is We podcast, we actually had a conversation before this and Ali shared her story with us. So I would love to introduce Ali formally. Ali is an abstract painter whose work explores minimalistic approaches to understanding human psychology, along with color and their connection to the natural world. Painting with intention, Ali creates calm and playful art, artworks inspired by experiences with travel, nature, and photography. So welcome, Ali, to the This Is We podcast. I'm so, so excited you are here. Hi, Portia. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. So let's just dive in and tell us your story behind your creative life and, you know, what led you down this path and, you know, how you got here? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a journey. Um, basically, well, yeah, kind of basic. So I originally went to school for illustration out of high school and uh, began there and learned a lot of illustrative techniques and drew with animators and a lot of life drawing and a lot of stuff like that and then you're kind of released out into the world with no real this is this is like at the beginning of social media really so that's kind of it's one of those things you kind of have to keep in mind it's like when you watch one of those like murder mystery docs and they're like we have to remember we didn't have the forensic stuff (laughs) that we have now it's kind of like that So yeah, so this was kind of pre-social media. So getting out there in the world was a little bit different than it is today. And so when you're at that time, it was kind of make a portfolio, have like a blog spot, kind of there there were like kind of MySpace-like freelance websites you could use, kind of that avenue. So I did that for a while and it kind of, it's a journey of just putting yourself out there and out there and out there and out there. And at that time, I wasn't as confident as I am now with who I am and my work and what was going on. And so it kind of became this, like, is this going to be something that I'm going to do all the time? Is it a job? Like, what is it? And so, and I think too, a lot of times you're at least you're used to thinking like I'm finished school and now like everything will be like an adult or, you know, adult like, and I'll have a job and it'll be fine. And, and, but it wasn't like that. And so I kind of found, I was working at a bakery part-time and I kind of took those skills and went back to school and learned cake decorating and baking and kind of like bake, how to run your own cake sculpture, kind of cake boss thing. And I was working. So then I moved from working at the front of the bakery to the back of the bakery as a baker and a cake decorator. And I was training there and the atmosphere of it was just not my cup of tea. is It's a very intensive atmosphere. I don't know, like kitchen atmosphere is very, mm-hmm. it's a very different kind of world. I definitely learned a lot about like 
production and like efficiency and time management and like lots of transferable skills, which I've used, but it could have been that environment for that for, wasn't for me, the people like there, you know, a number of things. And so I moved on from there after kind of like a moment where I was kind of told I was too creative for this clientele, which I was at the time I was like, I don't get it. Like this is supposed to be an environment of making and creating and like, and so I became really fixated on like environments that facilitate creativity and like, how can you like, where is the best place to find that? And I kind of thought like, if I wanted to do something like that, where could I influence that kind of change? And so I went back to school again for my third diploma for in early childhood education, because I was like, you know, like, let's start young and harness the power of creativity in like our environment, which I did learn is like the third teacher, right? It's like mm-hmm. an approach to your life and your environment affects a lot of how you think and feel and what you do and all of that. So I switched jobs and began working at a children's art studio as like their studio manager there and kept kind of going through school and I moved up and I and while I was working there I got my bachelor's of uh, early childhood studies and then later moved on to teachers college and so by then I had switched jobs a few times and was working in various child care centers in York region and Toronto and kind of just freelance supply kind of like it's like a freelance kind of my way through school and so I got to see a lot of different types of of learning and people and styles and demographics and like all over the city and elsewhere I got to experiment a lot with you know approaching people in different ways and different groups and families and even even different atmospheres like where I was just mentioning like the environment and how Mm -hmm. it creates and so I was really into that and I was showing others how to how to paint and how to create and how to like and then I realized I wasn't doing that for myself anymore because I was so focused on like figuring out how to do it for others and so I took kind of like I took I a lot started allotting in my time management life chaos how to make sure I'm doing that. And so maybe about four or five years ago, I dedicated an Instagram account and made sure at least I started off like once a week, I'm like one hour a week of painting, like just get your feet wet again. And I had the background and I learned to draw like animators draw. So it's Mm -hmm. like, it's like still lifes and like real things and, you know, objects and whatnot. And like, I was always pretty okay at it and it was like a thing but I was really interested when I went to school for illustration it's called color key art and so it's the way like they set the tones and mood of a color affects the you know the atmosphere and the vibe and the story and how it all plays together and I always found that fascinating and it's so niche that like at that time in my life I was like I don't even know like where do you go do this is this just like a one job thing and And I did go out to California and I met a bunch. I went to like an animation expo and you meet a bunch like animators and Disney people and all of that. And it was, it was a different world. Obviously it was California. So Mm -hmm. like, and I just, and it it was very overwhelming and I, it, it wasn't like, I don't know. I didn't follow through with it. Like, I guess like it was too niche. I couldn't find where I needed to start getting my feet wet with that. Mm -hmm. And I found like upon reflection, I found that it had translated into my abstract painting. So I'm not trained in any sort of abstract art. I had just taken all the principles that I had learned and 
apply them to what I wanted to paint. And so I just kind of found other artists that I enjoyed and I was like, oh, how do they do that? What can I do with the color? And so I kind of have just became like my own, you know, lifelong learner type of deal and studied that way. And it has transferred basically into these abstract works where I've pulled through a lot of illustration principles and design principles to create these works that I'm doing now. And so it's become kind of, it went from like an hour in the, on the weekend to, I need to do it every few days or else I get crabby, (laughs) like to like a real desire to want to do these things. Right. And over the pandemic and being locked down, there was not much else to do. Mm -hmm. So I figured, you know, I started really then working on my shop and my website and like trying to figure out like an avenue within that. And you kind of just have to be open to going with the flow. So I do still, I went off on two tangents there. So I, <laughs> I finished my teacher's college. So I have a, a master's in applied psychology and education, and I am Ontario certified to teach. And I, so I supply teach and I paint and they kind of, I use that as a way to like balance out my world at the moment. And that's how it's going. Yeah. And through and through posting on Instagram, right, I've been able to kind of connect with various, I don't know, people and designers and and uh, decor companies to kind of like, that's kind of how my niche kind of went that way. And mm-hmm. now it's just kind of going with it. And I like it. <laughs> that's so cool. I love yeah. your story. <laughs> just love it. There's just so many different avenues, right? Like there was, you know, I have this question and we talked about this quote earlier, and you'll have to remind me who said it to you, where I I believe it was your mom, I think said it to you where I'm allowed to change my mind as many times as I want. And I just love that because it's such like, I just got chills even just saying it because it's such a powerful statement because it really ultimately gives you permission to change your mind and be okay with changing your mind and not worrying about what the outcome is when you kind of change avenues. And your story, you've changed, you did a lot of different kind of navigating, dabbling in different things, realizing, you know what, maybe this isn't so much for me, or I love this component, this element, whatever it may be. So what would you say to somebody, I kind of jumped ahead of all of our questions, but we'll circle back to some of the other ones. But what would you say to somebody who is looking to change their direction or, you know, is just thinking about it and and kind of want to get their feet wet? Well, just okay. So I I said that to her. Oh, you said that to her. Okay. <laughs> I say that to Let's her. clarify that. <laughs> I just I just I I want to be the profound one. But yes. <laughs> um, no, but you know, for a long time I was always so scared to like do anything like I was saying before, right? Like my confidence levels were just I like just not there. Like it wasn't I I was young, you know, you're a different I was a different person then. Like lots goes on, you learn a lot. I found, you know, a studying psychology was really beneficial into getting to know myself and and like it was pretty much like a form of therapy because you're reading all of these things that probably would a therapist would start to learn or begin to learn and mm-hmm. making those connections. And so then I just started doing things. I was just like I kind of always had like, don't tell me not to do this because then I'm really going to do this attitude. But I just started like, I was just like, whatever, I do what I want. And so I would just do it and then hope for the best. I mean, you kind of have to consider like, 
always try. I would, I'm an advocate of always just try. Like it's not Mm -hmm. a big deal, right? Like to try anything for jumping careers. They kind of, they came at times when like you, I had to weigh the pros and cons. Like, like I'm a big dreamer and daydreamer and like play around. I love to play and experiment, but I'm also very pragmatic. Like you have to understand like where you are in life, depending on where you are in life really plays into your ability to, to constantly change your mind or, you know, your financial situation of like, like there's lots of things like I would still love to get into. Right. But like, you kind of have to write it down, make it a goal and figure out how to work toward that. So like when I did make the jump from like cake decorating to teaching, it was like, it was a process. Like I had to go back to school and get a bachelor's and get, go to teacher's call. Like it was, it was like five, six years. There was like a plan in place of like what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it. So you can change. And it's kind of like, I was open to like, you expect nothing. Like that's one of my, like, just, you know, it, like, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm going to take the steps to do it. And if it happens, usually it does, because then you're more open to like making sure it does, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just kind of, I think, implementing the plans and the goals of what you actually want and trying, you know, something is better than nothing. Yeah. So kind of that way is like, yes, I can change my mind as many times as I want, but I have to make sure that I'm able to like follow through and kind of see where the connections are that will help me follow through with those goals, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't, I couldn't see myself being like, well, now I'm going to be an accountant. Like, I don't like, like, there's a connection in running your Mm -hmm. own business. But like, like a full time professional accountant is a completely Mm -hmm. uh, right now, I haven't studied the connections, maybe there is, but who knows. But (laughs) the stuff like that is try and you generally interested in what you're interested in. So mm-hmm. like, I'm sure there's an overlap for anybody who's wanting to jump in any direction that you can pull from to help you jump. Yeah. Did you have any like outside feedback, whether it be negative or positive? Cause I know just, I'm very much a changer. I tend to change directions and kind of the same thing. One thing leads to the next thing, which leads to the next thing, which is reminds me like, oh, this is my passion. This is what I love. Sometimes I go back five steps. But is there any, was there anybody or anything that was kind of telling you otherwise, whether to go for it or whether to not do it? Like you're always changing your mind, Ali. You know, do you think that you should just be, you know, staying still for a little bit and really seeing if you like what you're doing? Or was it the opposite? Like, go chase your dreams, do what you got to do. You know, we'll catch up with you (laughs) type of thing when you're there. (laughs) It was like a weird transition. My life kind of like, so when I originally finished high school and you're like picking all your things, which I think is like obscenely early and just a whole other thing on its own. But so I originally was just like, okay, I'm going to be a teacher. Like, because at the time, maybe now, not so much, depending on where you are or learning, but it was basic jobs, right? It's like, you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, like, these are the things you pick from, right? And like I said, pre-social or the cusp of beginning of social media. So a lot of like, so much has changed in like the world of getting a job is very different. So like, I picked like teacher, like, I was still I still all my electives were still art based photography, sculpting, art, but I went to an arts high school. So like, it was still very much a thing in my life. And my, my dad, who is a retired teacher now, was like, it, at that time, too, even, he's like, it's extremely difficult to get a job. Like, it's 
it like there was hiring freezes. It was like an abundance of all of, of the politics behind it. And he didn't suggest it. He was just like, I, I, I think, you know, maybe try something. He was, and he knew I was very arts-based, so he always pushed for graphic design. And the funny thing was I applied to get into graphic design program like three times, and I didn't get in. But for illustration and animation, I got in like top four in the, in the process. So, oh, wow. and then when that wasn't working out, I was like default back to what I originally wanted to do. Right. So like, it was kind of like, like, again, like you told me I couldn't, and now I'm like, well, I'm going to go do it. <laughs> but, and, and so it like, it's always something, and, and I still find it interesting, right? Like it's, they're all connected to who I am and how, what I'm interested in. And like, I'm a psychology nut. So like just the way people make connections and it, it transfers to my art because it's not always about like, you might be looking at the same thing, but you're seeing it in a different way mm -hmm. as somebody else. Right. So there's a lot of like, and I'm, I'm fascinated as to like, how come you're seeing it differently? Like, what is, what are you seeing? Right. Or why am I showing or seeing or painting something like you've seen the same thing, but in an abstract the image is completely different from like how I've interpreted it or is it like accumulation of my experience while I'm looking at it up and the object kind of mm -hmm. so I find that all kind of fascinating so it's funny because I just like went back and then I went back again <laughs> and so like my parents like my parents were always kind of like well you know, at a certain point, people were like, okay, you're, you're, you're in school still, <laughs> like, you're, you know, like, be done kind of thing. And I was looking into beginning the steps for my PhD. But at this point in time, we decided to like, you know, let's take a take an academic break, see how it goes, because it's a lot to set up and a lot to figure out and navigate that avenue. So it kind of nobody really said like okay be done like what are you doing decide but everybody just kind of my parents have always been a huge advocate in watching me grow as an artist and like that's always something that they've pushed for which I always find interesting because it's like the unsafe choice yes. the unsafe choice yes. well maybe right compared to like yeah. a, a unionized teaching job but they've mm -hmm. been huge supporters and like you know we know you are an artist let's say. And that's always been there. Like you will do something like that. And so I, I guess it's kind of, it's working that way. And I've like, they surrounded me with influences that, you know, made me who I am and artistic that way. And they really pushed for it and helped me any way that I wanted to in that avenue, which I was, I just found that like mm -hmm. contrast, very interesting. Yes. Um, my, yeah. It, uh, but like, every, I don't know. I don't know. Another thing like, I don't, what are you thinking? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But and and like so well, yeah, my partner's a very supportive in any way kind of person. As long as you're like, you know, you have the proof and you're showing that like yeah. you're getting things done and it's not like it's different if it's for like I need to do this just for my mental health, which is kind of how this started out. And then that's an okay thing too. But mm -hmm. to have it kind of grow into what it's grown into, everybody's kind of like, I don't like. They like to watch it. I don't know. Like yes. they, I always get the question. So what are you doing now? Because it's always, it's like, I always have something different yes. on the go, right? And so, mm -hmm. and people are like, I guess most of the people I talk to are not in that avenue. So they're always like, oh, it's something, it's new. It's not an office. It's like, it's not a meeting. It's like, you know? Yeah. So, so far, everybody's been been happy about it. So that's good. That's so good. And it's so it's so funny. Well, not funny, but almost surprising how your parents were kind of 
leaning you towards the artistic, because just like you had said, it's unpredictable because there's so many different avenues you can take, but to be an artist, to sell your art is something at a very different level. And so I just think that, that that's so cool that your parents supported you in that. Yeah. And they still, they're still like, they're, um, I have a, I'm, I'm going to be doing some, have some work up at, uh, the artist project. So it's mm-hmm. like a big expo in Toronto and they do that. And my mom's already like, well, you can't stay there for the whole weekend. <laughs> I will come and help you. And like, we can switch out like sh- work shifts and stuff. So like, they've always been like, and my dad's like, I'll come help you do the lighting. And I was like, <laughs> I don't I was like, guys, well, let's see, let's see what's, what's happening for, but they're, they're always so excited. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's like an adventure for them too, kind of yeah. just like watching it unfold. They're like, what are you doing now? You weirdo. Yeah. But, <laughs> and it's something that they can participate in where like, if you were, you know, just had, if you were a teacher full time, it's not like they can come into the classroom and be like, oh, let us just kind of help you with the kids. Like, this is something that they can actually actively participate in your life and watch you flourish and grow and watch your business grow and your painting expand. And I think that's exciting. Like as a parent, my daughter's 15 and, you know, I think it would be hard for me to see her, you know, just have a, you know, a job where she's, you know, maybe a veterinarian. I could probably, she wants, she wants maybe not, not so much anymore, but maybe I could go in there and check it out. But some of the other jobs, she probably, I might not be able to kind of have my hands in it a little bit, but I think it would be so cool to be like, let me help you kind of explore that. Like with the we and all of our events, like I just pulled my mom into it. <laughs> I was like, you're retired, you're helping me now and let's get involved together. And, and it's kind of been such a fun little experience. So I love that, that they're just, how can I help? <laughs> yeah, um, my, mo- my, my mom does the, she works for, it's like a a boutique a women's boutique kind of thing and she does all their window I know there's a name for it I can't think of the the term like their displays and their buying and and all of those things and so one time too she's like oh some of your paintings will like fit the theme so we like worked together to make like a window display and have the work up and like it worked so like there's always kind of like it crosses over right like again those connections and so I don't like it's kind of worked she's always kind of been in that avenue of work some sort Mm -hmm. of decor and design and window displays and stuff like that so it kind of I guess subconsciously has like seeped into me (laughs) and now she's like oh we can do it together yeah Yeah. and at the when I was growing up though I thought it was the most boring thing in the world I was like why are you why I don't get it (laughs) like why am I in this furniture store on my day off like I don't understand and now I'm like oh okay let's go (laughs) yeah so it's just I just found that funny how how it kind of life is weird like yeah how it just kind of all full circle in a way (laughs) which kind of I find that kind of aggravating about life but also like it it happens so like how can I you can't deny it no (laughs) it's right there (laughs) yeah like it happens so yeah (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh so I remember when you were talking about being in the bakery and you were doing the cake designs and they had said to you you are too creative And I feel like that's such a, a, not a low blow, but it can sting. Like it can be a compliment and it can can kind of hurt a little bit, especially when you're, you know, you know, you're in a world or in an industry where you thought the creativity was limitless in a way. And so how did it make you feel, you know, hearing those words, you're too creative? 
I was like enraged. Like I just saw like, and at that, I was, I think I was about 22, 23, but very, still very shy. Like it took a lot for me to even just talk to like my boss. Like it took a lot of just like building up. Like I was, it took me a long time to even be able to like order my own food. Like it just wasn't, I wasn't who I was then. And hearing that, like I I just, I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. Like, I remember like, I just like finished what I had to do that day and kind of left. I mean, I cried silently quite a bit in there. So like I had my little corners of like where I could go vent it out because it it was a very just intensive job, a very intensive atmosphere for me. I, some people works for them, wasn't mm-hmm. for me. So I was just enraged, but I made it my mission like that day. It kind of became my mission to be like, how, like, I I get it. But now like the older I get, the more I get it from a business perspective, right? Like you have mm-hmm. to know your client and how to, but also on the other side, just what still grinds my gears is just, how do you know that they're not going to like it if you don't give it to them? Mm-hmm. So like, I know, you know, like, you know, your client, obviously, you've been running this business for years and years and years, but you do have a new client coming in, right? And you do you maybe you do want to attract a different like, and maybe if they haven't seen it, how do they know that it's, it's not for them? Like, who are you to decide? And so that's what I mean, like, I'm an advocate of try, at least try, right? And we did. And he saw, like, he saw that that was my like angle. Like I was just like, I decided that day I was like, I need to leave after that. But (laughs) like, that's when I, like, again, I kind of set that goal in those plans and like the the little steps that kind of made me change. It wasn't like an all in one thing. I was also really confused when I got hired onto that, that part of the team, it was like, here are these like blank takes that you can work on and we'll put on display, do whatever you want. So I did whatever I want. Like you, you know, you open you, the door, <laughs> you let, you, but maybe you weren't expecting that. Like maybe yeah. you didn't really know who I was as an artist. Like you didn't, you know, there was different things. Like I just, I showed them that I could sculpt. I didn't show them myself as an artist. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's different, like th- there's difference in that. Right. Yeah. It's like, again, like the business side of things, right. Like I can do what you're asking me to, but if you let me, I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. And so I-, I think that's where like the lines kind of got crossed where I was just like, this makes no sense. Like <laughs> you, you hire somebody to be creative and then you tell them, no, not to that kind of creative. And yeah. so that's when I really too became really fixated on creativity and like how to make sure that I keep it, keep it oh, for others is how it began. But now it's become like a mission of like, <laughs> I need to be this way, kind of, this is who I am. Like, it's part of who I am now. Mm-hmm. It's like so ingrained in like my regular reading and learning. And I have like journals of just like notes from studies that I've read. And like, I just go back to it and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about like, <laughs> I, I know it deep down, but like, I, I forgot that you just need to go play. So like, yeah. I'm going to go play, you know, because life gets like life. Yeah. Gets- life can get heavy and creativity can be obsolete or something that you're, you know, trying to pull, you know, out of you. And it kind of leads perfectly into my next question is when you're not necessarily in the mood to be creative or you're like, oh, I got to get this painting out or whatever it may be, how do you get yourself into that creative mode? There's like, or do you just say like, fuck it. (laughs) 
tomorrow. It, dep- <laughs> it depends on the day. It really does. You have to, like, I've gotten very good at reading myself. Like, I can tell kind of when it's going to be a good day, a good painting day. And I know sometimes it's not going to be a good painting day, but you still have to do the work. Like you have Mm -hmm. to show up and you have to do it and you have to get it out before, because you never know when that good idea is going to come out. And especially I find the way that I paint is so fluid and intuitive that like I can plan one, I can paint a small version of it, but to do it large scale and appropriately, right? You have to, I, you ha- I have to kind of like set the mindset that that's what it's going to be. And also, like I said before, expect nothing and be okay with like mm-hmm. that. It's, it's not going to look exactly like the little one, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not because it's a different thing and it's a different you and it's a different time and it's all of these things. And some days it's easier to accept than others, right? Yeah. Like, but honestly, some days when I don't feel like it, I don't. And I know, but I make it a point to be back tomorrow because I have you sometimes, you know, it have you fall into the habit of like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to sleep in today. And then like seven days later, you're still <laughs> sleeping in, right? Yeah. So it's that, it's the discipline of showing up and getting it out will cr- get to something great right? It's like, you have to take a hundred photos to get one good photo. It's the same thing for drawing. When I used to go to life drawing is it'll take, and then, and then it's funny, you get to that really good one. And it's like the state of flow. I don't know if you've, have you heard about flow? Um, Oh, please explain. This is my favorite. Um, (laughs) So he's this, there's a psychologist and I don't remember his name offhand I can look it up and send it to you later if we need it for anything but it's basically he talks about so he studied like artists and musicians and people who create and innovate and like you know it comes in so many areas of of work and the state of flow is like when your mind is kind of completely connected to what you're doing but you're not actually thinking about it like it's just kind Mm -hmm. of coming out of you right like it's and it's like it's it's a very weird moment in time because the second you realize it's happening, it's gone. So it's like yeah. if, for me, for painting at least, right? It's like you're. I'm like I'm. My brain is like, okay, you're doing this, and my hands are doing exactly. Have you ever tried to draw something? And you're like, in my brain, it looks like a sun, but on the paper, it looks like a stick, right? Like yeah. what? It's it's it takes work to build that muscle memory, but in the state of flow, it's happening while you're not even thinking about it that Mm. sort of thing like it's just it's just literally flowing out right and so I forgot why I started talking about this but that is something that like I'm now that I'm aware of it it makes it harder to like grasp at because I'm always just like will it happen today but once that kind of does happen and you realize it's happening like I said it just kind of goes out the window and you have to know when to put it down and back away at least Mm -hmm. for my style of of artwork and creating is like yeah less is always is more for Mm -hmm. me and it depends on your style but so I find being able to read yourself and know yourself helps with days that I'm not feeling particularly creative I do, I actually wrote a, my, my one and only blog post about it on my website <laughs> is simple, simple ways to refresh creativity. And so I think there I talk, they're very simple. Like these are ones that like reach all the people kind of just like, I like to rearrange my space, kind of just like move stuff around, uh, go for walks. Nature is a great, you know, yes. relaxer. 
I like to do something different. So like I do paint abstractly, but I still love to draw. And like when I was drawing, I was really, I loved like pinup art. And so I would spend a lot of time doing that and like mermaids and like ladies. Ooh, I like that. Oh, I love. So like I still, when on days that like, you know, I still want to make something, but I know painting, it's not, it's not happening for me today. I'll, I'll go do my own thing for me. Like I still have a portion of art that's still for me and not for sale. Well, you could buy it if you want it, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just something like a practice of mine. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to do something different or I like, I flip every, it's, it's a weird one, but I flip everything upside down in my room. Like, so when the paintings are bothering me, I flip them all the other way. And I like look at it literally from a different perspective. And I got that idea because from my older studio, it was a little bit larger. And so I would do yoga in there too. And so like I stuff would be leaned up against the walls and I'd be upside down and I'd be looking at it. Also, it is a drawing technique if you're drawing like objects. If you Mm -hmm. flip it upside down, you can see where the proportions are off, which is totally weird. Like how does your brain do that? (laughs) My mind is being blown. (laughs) So like, there's a few, like, like I said, right, the transferable mm-hmm. skills like came f- like from all over. So yeah, so I do, we, like, I don't know, like, depends what you're doing that you can flip upside down. But yeah. like, what else did I, oh, read anything, read, read some stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big look at pictures, like Pinterest mm-hmm. is my like favorite thing. Yes. <laughs> Although I do try and what I find it's always been weird. I'm glad like YouTube started doing, or do the YouTube or Netflix, like the random button. Oh yeah. Netflix does that. Because like for a while I was just aggravated. I'm like, because it's just getting all my data and it's just showing me more of what I already like. Yeah. And but, like, how do I know? Like I said before, right? Like, how do I know I like something else unless you show it to me? Mm-hmm. So, and like, as you know, I'm a very vast learner of like different <laughs> things. And so yeah. So I always try and, you know, different perspectives are always mm-hmm. important to those. Were, and I think there was one other that I wrote about that. I cannot remember, but yeah, cleaning, walking, cleaning books. Yeah. Draw, Even just something, something that's outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. It and that's, helps. that's also too, where I find refreshing is like my transition into, into like teaching kind of like, I don't, I do get to paint every day if I want, but mm-hmm. some days are full painting days where I'm like artist mode. And then yeah. some days are like teacher mode, yeah. right? And I do find because of the age groups that I work with are primarily like primary and intermediate or younger, right? Junior grades. Mm-hmm. Their perspective on life is is refreshing. Yes. Oh, gener- <laughs> generally, right? Yeah. And especially I find when they're like little, little, like they're so excited about such simple things that yeah. like makes me happy. And so mm-hmm. it's nice, like it's a get out of my head moment where like, cause I can stare and fixate on something and make it worse forever and ever, at least in my mind. Yep. Right. But when I'm forced now, I'm like, Oh, I've got to go to like a different work. I have to switch modes of my brain. And then that lets you relax. And then all of a sudden there's actually a term for it that I can't, I can't remember, but like, so it's like you're, you stop thinking about it and then the answer comes kind mm-hmm. of idea. Yep. So I find that's always helpful too. So whether, I mean, you don't have to go to a different job to do that, but like just talking to somebody completely different who has no idea what's going, like these little guys don't know what I'm doing at home. They have no idea, right? And then they say like, look how sparkly the snow is. And I'm like, yeah, like we do need some sparkles at home, kind of like, right? Like, and it's again, being able open and wanting to make those connections to like Mm -hmm. things that make you happy and how they connect to you. Yeah. I love when you talked about that flow state because 
it immediately brought to brought me back to being a yoga teacher. And probably a lot of people don't know this, but I am a yoga teacher. And so there's often times, and it's so funny when you're talking about, it, I was like, oh my God, this has happened to me. And I was teaching yesterday and it happened to me where I can get into the practice and I'm teaching and I can feel the energies in the room and my eyes are closed and I'm just moving through these postures. And it's just, I'm just talking like, and then sometimes I'll surprise myself and be like, what did you just say, Portia? Like, that was good. And then I'm out of it. And then I'm like, damn it. And then I feel like I'm lost in the room. Like, what were we doing? Because I completely forgot. And, but I love being in that state. There's just something so, you're so present. I think you're just so present in your body. You're present. You're less out of your head. And you're kind of just in this very cool state, like that flow state, which I love how you brought that up. Cause I think that's, that's so important. And I think kind of once you know, people can then recognize it in their own lives, whatever they are doing, whether they are an artist, whether they are a writer, any creative modality, you can probably recognize being in that flow state, which is just so cool. Yeah, the whole and then so I'll send you I'll like I'll send you his little there's a I think he did a TED talk about it, which was how I originally learned about it. But so what I'm remembering from it too is even you need a certain amount of years of experience and time practicing getting out all that whatever mm-hmm. like learning like you're always learning but like getting out the like beginner learning I guess to be able to feel it in a way that's like actually beneficial to what you're doing yeah and and I think like not every like it could like you said it, it has happened but you don't realize no. that like this is what's going on right like there's a term and they've studied it and yeah. it's, it's quite cool so yeah it's one of my I don't know, like it's a goal like I, like you said like I wish mm-hmm. I could be like this all the time but then I guess it would just be normal so yeah and then it wouldn't be fun anymore <laughs> yeah that would be fun but like it's nice I it's I like the connection though that like you are you have also that I feel like most people have and possibly don't realize just don't know yeah what's yeah what's going on yeah, it's a shame you can't like bottle it. Like, no, I just I need to see the sip. I need to see a little sip of the flow state. Just, just <laughs> I have to get stuff done. Yeah, I do find though, especially working with clients for commissioned paintings and work, I kind of have to preface that like I don't explicitly say that that's a thing, but I say sometimes a painting will take you got to work with me depending yes. on on what you want. So like I'll be I'll work I'm working on it, but some days it's like, you know, I can get it to you in, in a week. I can get it to you in a month. It could be, you know, it, it depends mm-hmm. what, what you want and the give and take there because of that, of things like that. Right. Where I find too, especially if I'm just making it, cause I, I have a vision. It's very different than working with somebody, somebody's vision and my vision together. Mm-hmm. Right. You're getting another, another voice. So it's yes. too, it's, tra- that's another like kind of challenging, have to, <laughs> have to have to get out of your head kind of moment where knowing about flow and when it works for you and how to kind of get there. Cause you can set up, like I said, like the creative environment to help get you to good spaces so you can work well. And I was actually going to bring up the environment and kind of ask you, how do you set up your space and your environment to be creative? Is there something that it's just like a must in every single space. Like I, you know, I love the smell of this particular incense and that just gets my, you know, gets me in the mood or is it just, 
has to be bright or has to be a specific music playing. Is there like, how do you set up your, you know, creative environment, your creative space? So like, there's a bit of a warm up process, right? Like I do some like scribbles and color play, like mix some colors that I like might want to use, but also like kind of set myself up, like kind of like if you're baking or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like you pull out all your ingredients and, and I kind of stare at them. And then I go, like, I have a mood board or like a feeling, I mood feeling like what, a vibe that I want kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I refer to it. I have it up on the wall. I have it on my computer. I kind of look at it for a bit. I go back and forth. Generally, chunks of work, like styles of work and colors that I use have a playlist, like mm -hmm. that I associate cool. with, like, it kind of just, they just kind of fit for me I it might not always translate like it looks like it does but it works for me so I make sure I have that on I am the type of person I do need bright I need light I can't mm -hmm. I'm not a I'm not a night worker I'm mm -hmm. like I'm like 8 a.m it needs to be on uh, done I'd rather have it done by like before one o'clock mm -hmm. anything after like three o'clock for me just isn't gonna work it just yeah. doesn't it's just not your um, creative zone. It's just not my like brain doesn't work at that time. Yeah. Lots of light. I love light and sunshine. And to I do like to I like I'm relatively tidy. Like my space isn't huge, so kind of have to be. But also I like you need space to I need space to move. And like I said, walk around and look at it upside down and sideways and underneath. And like so mm -hmm. I like to make sure I've generally like I'm working on like two or three things at a time. But like they have their own space, and I have my own space. I'm a space. I like space. Um, and also I did I, another study I was reading for creative problem solving they suggest that like the more you have out the more inclined you are to use it right so I do I open up my like cabinet of all my supplies mm -hmm. so I know what I have like I know what I have but seeing it visually well, if I come up with something like, oh, I'm missing, like, it's missing something, like, I feel it, right? But I'm looking at everything that I've taken out, and I'm like, none of this is the answer. Mm -hmm. At least then I'm able to quickly turn around and look at it and be like, oh, we can try, I don't know, like yellow, right? And like, let's throw it in there because because you can see it because it's out there, you're more inclined to use it. And ever since I read that, I've tried that. And I find that it generally works, like, yeah. because you're open to the possibility of something mm -hmm. different instead of keeping it too clean, too tidy, yeah. too, too whatever. Mm -hmm. Too um, sterile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a messy, at least my, my work, it's, it's, I'm a mess maker. Yeah. Like it's just, there's paint on something always. Yeah. So, and it's just, I, I've got, I, I used to like try and fight it, but now I'm just like, Oh, it's there. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm messy too. I don't paint. My house is clean. <laughs> But like when I cook or bake and in that kind of creative space, there's food everywhere. Like my husband and daughter are always like, Portia, do you just make this mess so we have to clean it? Or is this part of the process? <laughs> because there's food everywhere. And I was just like, well, it kind of gets in the way. Cleaning kind of gets in the way of the process. Let me get it all out. And then I'll clean after. Like, I, I'm like, it's not a big deal, but they're always on me about it. <laughs> I'm pretty much only like that with artwork, everything else. Like I'm very like when I worked in the bakery, I learned like you're done with it, put it away because it it like limits efficiency. Like yep. I'm, it's just like a plow it out production style for mm -hmm. most of everything else. Like the way my brain <laughs> has trained itself to work, Yeah. but like painting wise, I'm like, no, leave it everywhere. Yes. It's fine. It's good. 
Yeah, I try. I, I, yeah, I make sure like the clothes I'm wearing are like, it doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. I have found, I did, I went out with a photographer friend of mine and we did like, uh, we were painting at um, Scarborough Bluffs Beach. Yeah. And so we took a, and so I was wearing not painting clothes because I was like, she's taking pictures. Like, you know, I want to look like, not like a little like schlub. So I was wearing like one of my favorite dresses and like there were parts, like we edited, like edited, like life you edit, right. To show stuff. But there are parts I got like paint on the dress and it's something you have to, you have to address immediately else it's not coming out. And it was like, it was one, it's like what a vintage one from like my mom, my vintage Calvin Klein dress from my mom. And I was like, no so like the footage like I took a time lapse is me like running to the water and like scrubbing (laughs) it up and then going back to the work and it affects the work right because you're changing you're changing what your focus is on and and so like so there's things like that right like I Mm -hmm. especially in my space here at home I try and make sure like this is my place where like if things get like messy we're we're okay like nobody's gonna I don't previously had to work in spaces that like that was not okay and it and it really deterred me from wanting to try things and do things and like Mm -hmm. really play around so when we came to when I came to this new place we did what I call a Dexter Morgan and we just like tarped everything off and it's all like plastic (laughs) just and like so everything's like so like solidified in I hope because I haven't lifted it up so like (laughs) fingers (laughs) crossed (laughs) It like it'll it's fine. It comes like yeah. you can, it's fine. But you can like over it. <laughs> so, but sometimes if you're not used to that kind of life, people are yeah. like, "What's going on? Yeah. Like, why?" Like I brought my computer to to work once, like schoolwork, and like somebody saw the keyboard and it like splatter all over. <laughs> I was like, "Why did you? Why don't you clean it?" I'm like, "Oh, this is clean." Like it's just. <laughs> You know, it's just part of you get used to being like, oh, I have pain, wipe it on my pants. Like, I got to move yeah. on. I don't have time to worry about my pain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I find stuff like that, like making mm-hmm. sure that like the environment is comfortable for what you got to do. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I think that translates into anything, into yes. anything. And I love how you kind of brought up that switch in mindset when you got paint on your dress and then you're like, oh, I'm at, you're almost out of that flow state. Yeah. It like, because you're in panic mode. And I like when I get in panic mode, it takes me a little bit to kind of come down from it and, and to be like, okay, that's what I was doing before this particular moment of, you know, a little panic or whatever it was. But yeah, it's kind of annoying. Like, yeah. I don't, you have to like, I've, I've kind of like created like triggers for myself to help mm-hmm. kind of like be like, okay, you have to like regroup Allie, like get it together. Yes. You don't. And then I find if you don't get it together, it's just like what it was a mess. It was a waste. Like I just Mm -hmm. now I have to leave now. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of just like bleeds into the rest of the day. Right. Like sometimes if you don't resolve it immediately, it's just like, that's me. It's like, all right, just hitch a ride on my back. I'm just going to carry you through the rest of my day. Like you're going to bother me till tomorrow morning and then I'll forget about it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of, it's like a knowing yourself thing, yeah. right? Like, that's yeah. when I'm like, okay, we just got to get out of here or else you're just going to mm-hmm. make like an unnecessary mess. Like there's good mess yes. and there's unnecessary mess. Yeah. So I try, yeah, like I try and make sure some, I'm, I find probably talking to myself a lot and like, it does. I don't notice. I'm just like, get it together, like counting, <laughs> breathing, like, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And yeah, just so you can like, like the regroup is, is mm-hmm. tough. 
Yeah, it's, it is. Especially, it is. It's, well, it's usually unexpected, but like. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So our final, or my final question for you today is, is there one thing, what is one thing, uh, you know, an advice, a nugget of inspiration that you would want to leave with everybody today? Oh, uh, I know it's a big one and it, it can is. be, and it can be about your story. It can be completely unrelated to your story. Just something that maybe that you carry with you every day that kind of keeps you moving on this earth plane. Oh, okay. So one, one of my favorite quotes that I heard, it's a, it's a Pearl Jam song. So Better Man is the name of yeah. the song. And so there's a line in there that says she dreams in color. And so when I heard, I heard that song, I don't know, I was like 15, 16. And I just like the, the word, the song itself, like the message is different than like my actual life. Right. But those words itself always work as like a grounding for me to remember that like life is never black and white. Mm -hmm. Nothing is exactly as you think it is like, that's something to remember and that the world is a colorful place and like, that's okay. And there's varying shades of it and kind of, you know, you have to let yourself be open to understanding that like you see color differently than I see color, like even the way your brain processes Mm -hmm. it and like just being open to the idea that like, it's not as bad as it seems. Like, even though it sometimes stuff seems really like it could, life is hard for everybody mm-hmm. in different ways. And so just the, the she dreams in color thing, I have it like written on sticky notes and like randomly placed around and like in my agenda and stuff, just as a reminder that there's more, there's like the bright side, yeah. consider the bright side, consider the other color or like maybe you're you're into monochrome because I love a good monochrome moment too. But like there's still varying shades of that. Like it's mm-hmm. not strictly one thing, right? So yeah, it's kind of like that. That's I love that. It's perfect. It's that good. It's perfect. It is yours. It is something that you know you keep with you every single day. So it's perfect. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, it's stuck. It's stuck with me for such a long time that like now it's for a while I had it like in my bio and on my like business cards and everything and then it changed, but it's mm-hmm. like still a thing that's with me always. So yeah. makes oh, me happy. <laughs> I love that. Well, Ali, thank you so, so much for joining us today on the This Is We podcast. I just absolutely love your story. You know that I love your artwork and I'm just so excited for you. Well, thank you. Yeah, I can't wait to, I mean, continue talking and sharing and seeing how everything grows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, going to be great. Well, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. 